Welcome to the Morning Prep Podcast. We've got a minute because the kids haven't started to line up yet. I'm your host, Nathan Van. So this week's drink is actually a protein shake because it aligns very closely with the picture that I posted on Sunday. Now, the picture that I posted on Sunday, if you could see it, was of just a snowy morning. When I woke up, what I try to do is I try to stay fit and I try to stay active. I've been working at it pretty intently for the past month and a half, and it was just a beautiful morning for a run. It was on the cooler side. Uh, snow was gently falling, and it just it, it was a moment that caught me, and it was a moment that I actually found a lot of uh, relaxation in, and that's why I just I had to take a picture just to capture that quick little moment and hence the protein shake because again like as I work out every single morning I need that bit of fuel to help recharge me for the day to help rebuild the muscles that were strained and stressed during the workout and so again it's just a simple protein shake it tastes not that great but it does the job so I am thankful for it. So we are in part two of work-life balance. Now, for part number one, what we covered was really recognizing that your job is not your identity. That's one major way to help you find a little bit of stress reduction is, again, recognizing your job is not who you are. It's what you do. And a second piece of that is just really recognizing you got to set your boundaries, be very clear with what you can and can't do and know when to stop. And the third piece is to really just question what can you leave undone, essentially prioritizing what do you have to do and what don't you have to do? Because remember, if everything is important, then in the end, nothing really is important. And that was all very much from a the teacher side of doing things. This episode looks more towards just generally and much more applicable to everybody. And some of the tips here are, again, very focused on much more broadly. It can apply to just about anybody in any circumstance. And so the first tip that we're actually going to dive into this much more personal aspect of things is really just determining what recharges you. And I want you to just think about this for a minute. What brings you joy? What gives you life? What is something that you would be willing to do if no one paid you for it? For me, I had to take time and think about this. I had to really consider what were those things that I loved. And for me, what I really determined was that I really enjoy writing I really enjoy reading and I really enjoy creating things, just making things out of nothing or using my talents or abilities and making something new. Now, I'm an introvert at heart, so I love my family, but there are times that I even need to get away from them and I just need to be alone. And those activities are ones that allow me to be solitary because if you don't know, the whole idea between introverts and extroverts is that introverts tend to gain their energy from being alone and being independent and having that time to just recharge on their own at their own time and being around people tends to sap energy from them. And then on the flip side, if you're an extrovert, you tend to get your energy energy from people. You feel really jazzed up and energized and ready to go and take on the day when you got a lot of people that are around you. Compared to, again, when you're by yourself as an extrovert, you tend to be a little bit depressed. As, and I don't mean depressed in the clinical sense, but your energy levels are much more lower and subdued. And again, for me being an introvert, I tend to thrive a bit more when I've got that time to just be by myself. 
And so just connecting this to the teacher life essentially is that I found that the longer that I was a teacher, the less that I did things that brought me joy and that just brought me life in general. I tended to read less because for me, all I was doing was just reading student papers all day long. I wrote significantly less just because all I did was write lesson plans, assignments, and and feedback for kids. And then I created less because all I was doing was just creating. Like I was doing these things that I enjoyed doing, but I was doing them at such a consistent pace and a consistent basis, just all related to education and teaching in my job, that I just I lost a bit of why I loved those things. And so I had to force myself to do those activities, but outside of the context of my job and of my career. And so I had to think about what are ways that I can do this that are just so thoroughly divorced from school that I can find that joy again. And so what I started to do is I started to read significantly more. I stayed away from nonfiction because that was, again, all that I was doing, every single PL or professional development, professional learning that I was doing all focused on nonfiction. I was a history major in college. So again, that's all I read was nonfiction. And so I just ended up diving headfirst into sci-fi and fantasy. Like these are honestly like long lost loves for me. I, as I reflected on it more, I realized how much like as a kid, I read sci-fi and fantasy and how much I just really fell in love with it. So I love Lord of the Rings and I try to reread the trilogy and I try to reread the Hobbit as often as I can. I, I love those series. I recently picked up the Dune series. I mean, again, this past weekend i finished reading the third book children of dune um be on the lookout for my review my review is it's an okay book it's not the greatest it's not the worst it's okay um <laughs> i started reading the stormlight archive this fantastic just epic fantasy series that is a sprawling narrative that so far the author has only written four books and he's planning 10 and he takes about two to three years to write a book so i'm going to be reading that series for a long time because again he's only four books and he's got six more to write and so those are things that really helped me find, just again, revitalize me. I was able to just turn off my teaching brain for a moment and just dive into a completely new world and be with completely new characters. What I also started to do is I started to write a fantasy novel. Again, like I said, I did a lot of writing to begin with, but that was all writing about for school-based things, my job-based things. And I just really realized like I, I need to get out of that mindset. And so I started writing a book. I currently am still writing a book. I'm about a third of the way done with my first draft. I got a little bit more to go. I started drafting ideas for short stories. I essentially did what I could to step outside of the world of teaching in order to let my mind just simply rest from that. Again, like you get, you got, for me, I had to find I needed to get recharged by just separating and just doing things that I simply loved. Another way to do this is honestly getting to know your colleagues outside of the classroom. Something as simple as this is going to allow you to be even refreshed during the school hours. Like when you've made friends with your colleagues, with your co-teacher, with the paraprofessionals that are in your room, with pretty much anybody that's in the building, it provides you that extra bit of, of just joy honestly like joy is more or less like the common theme of this episode because when you have an actual friend in the building you are able to take your mind off of the school things and the building things that are going on and you're able to just restart and refresh and re-energize re-everything <laughs> re-everything uh, hashtag re-everything but like you're able to just like separate again yourself from from the world that you're in at that moment and find that moment of clarity and find that moment of peace and just be able 
able to take your mind off things. Because again, I find that what tends to create that imbalance for between work and life is that you never shut off your work brain. You're always on, you're always thinking about it, you're always processing, you're always doing something related to it. And you don't take the time to actually separate. And getting to know your colleagues outside of the classroom, or again, like if we're applying this outside, outside of school, it's about thinking about getting to know just your coworkers and becoming actual friends with this. And the, the key is that you develop a friendship with somebody. And what it does is, again, it gives you that breath of fresh air. So keep that in mind. So like the first step is really find what you love and do those things that you love that are separated from teaching, that are separated from education, and then get to know your colleagues outside of the classroom, learn their likes and learn their dislikes, become an actual friend with them. Because when you see them, it gives you something a little bit more to talk to. Uh, the third major point, again, connected strongly with that picture is just learn to exercise outside. I mean, exercise is just such a good thing in general, because what it tends to do, if I'm getting the science correctly, it releases endorphins in the brain that help bring you more just joy and energy in life and, and all those positive good things that we need to survive. And so like for me, there is something and I, I emphasize outside because there is something that's absolutely therapeutic about nature. It does not matter the season. Being outside does something for our mental well-being and I, I encourage especially look for more green spaces so like if you it, regrettably like if you live say in like the heart of like downtown of a major city finding those green spaces is a little bit more difficult but if you live in the suburbs or on the edge of the city or something like that there, there's a number of parks there's even forest preserves like there's forest preserves near my house and I'm able to go to them and I'm able to just relax in nature for a moment. Article after article and study after study shows just such a strong correlation between being in nature and just overall mood enhancement. It seems to activate your brain to relieve much of the stress that you are feeling. Because again, you're totally removed from that very industrial life that you are in. Again, especially schools very industrial style buildings. I mean, many of the original schools were built that factory model mindset. And so they, they tend to look more like old factories rather than actual places of education and learning. So just keep that in mind. Uh, just a very simple story. So like I mentioned at the start of this episode, I started to work out much more consistently. Now, I loved running when I was younger. I enjoyed just getting up and just going out. Uh, and I decided to essentially pick it back up again because I knew it was a form of exercise that I really enjoyed historically. And it's also just honestly something that's easier to do. It's easier to run around the block a couple times than do like 20 setups. So... <laughs> Um, so I decided to go pretty simply jog as long as I could, then walk it out, then jog, just kind of like alternate like that. I worked towards hitting two miles every time I went out. And then I remembered why I stopped running and reduced physical activity. I have shin splints. If you don't have them, count yourself as a very fortunate person because once they start to act up, the only way honestly to calm them back down is through icing and rest. And that's it. Now, when I first started, again, working out more, I started to just, again, fight through the pain. Like I, I went every single day and the pain got worse every single day. But I'm just like, no, 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 I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on pushing. I'm going to do this. But the thing is, is that just simply going outside, I still felt good, even though I had the pain of the of the shin splints going on, even though I felt like I was crawling my way back home, I still felt better 
going outside and being in that pain than just staying inside. Because again, the days that I spent resting and doing other workouts were not nearly as satisfying or enjoyable. There was a very noticeable mood shift with me. Like you can talk to my wife about that. There's a noticeable mood shift on the days that I went running outside versus the days that I just did like core workouts or arm workouts inside. So all that to say, spend time outside, find a park, a forest preserve, walk around for a little bit, get away from tech, get away from noise, get away from any sort of distractions or stressors, and just be in nature. Uh, A last major piece, honestly, is just learn a new skill. This perhaps could be most beneficial because you are forcing your brain to operate in a new way. You, especially as a teacher, are forcing yourself to put your to put you back in the shoes of your students and really think like now I know again, like the whole idea of this work-life balance is to get away a bit from work and take more on of life. But this is a twofold thing because like first part, like learning a new skill is again, like it's forcing your brain to re re figure and re-understand and again pushing it to process and do new things um but there is also that subtle benefit of like reminding yourself of like what it actually means to be a learner and giving a little bit more grace to your students but i'm gonna leave that little note there and gonna move on forward part of what causes the burnout and the work-life imbalance is that we get we spend too much time in a singular work routine so our brain adapts its impulses and connections in order to accommodate that way of operating learning a new skill starts to activate parts of your brain that may not be in use consistently and so it may not be used to operating in that way and so it forces a break from your typical routine it forces you to essentially just reorder your day and pre-prioritize and again like it helps disrupt the typical flow that you've created and typically again if you are if you are struggling with work-life balance it's going to disrupt that work piece and it's going to give you a little bit more of your life So what this could look like is simply learning to code. That's the big new skill. That's the big new thing people keep on talking about. Learn to code. Learn how to create apps and websites and and programs and all sorts of things like that. Learn a new language. You can crochet. You can learn design. You can learn home repair. You can learn how to brew coffee. Brewing coffee is not as simply as just pouring grounds and water into a coffee maker and pressing the button. There's a bit of a science to it. Um, Learning how to brew the perfect cup of tea. Learning, heck, even how to brew beer or whiskey or do woodworking. Honestly, learn anything, anything, and then choose a skill that is wholly and completely unrelated to what you typically do. So I'm just going to review this quickly. So again, we focused in on the first three tips on last week's episode where it's again, breaking apart your identity, recognizing that your job is not your identity, your job is not who you are, learning to set very clear boundaries, and then learning to prioritize really well. But then for these extra little tasks is also finding out what recharges you, what brings you life, what brings you joy, essentially, getting to know your coworkers, your colleagues outside of the classroom, and then just simply exercising outside. And then lastly, just learning a new skill. Again, any one of these things any one of these things is going to enhance your overall well-being and it's going to enhance your overall well, your overall life, and you're just going to find a lot more joy and satisfaction in your job. So your homework for today, your homework for this week is very much pretty much the homework from last week as well. So in other words, I trust that you found some success already in working on one of the three previous suggestions. Now your task is to add something to that with this week 
from one of the suggestions that I gave this week. If it's picking up an exercise routine, then do that. Once a day, 15 minutes. You can take 15 minutes and you can do a workout or you can walk around the block or, or something. All right. Or you can try to learn something new. There are countless YouTube videos out there. There are countless books and resources of, of different things that you can learn how to do. All right. But just take a little bit of time and just try one of the new tips, because if you can combine this and if you can actually take the entire list and start to implement the entire list into your daily and weekly routines, you're going to find that you're going to find that balance again. You're going to find that your stress is going to start to go down a little bit because, again, you're going to find time for yourself and you're going to also find time to step away from work for just a moment. I'm not saying drop everything and quit and leave, but I'm saying finding that balance because once you find that balance, you are going to find greater productivity. You're going to find that you are going to enjoy your time in the classroom in front of the kids a whole lot more when you find, again, the things that you like to do yourself. So it is not impossible to do all these things, but it does take time to slowly incorporate them. And that is my encouragement. And that is my homework for you. Slowly incorporate these things into your routine. So that's all I have for you today. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Morning Prep Pod. If you have a question or episode to suggest, you can send an email to morningpreppod at gmail.com. Again, get those suggestions in, get those comments in. I want to hear from you all. We're building this community because, again, the, the state of education in the United States of America and the world in some places is not that great. And the only way that we get better is through really seeking out each other and through really working through and being self-reflective. And again, really mastering these simple things of finding work-life balance. So this was the Morning Prep Podcast. The bell is about to ring and I will see you in the classroom.